0: Feel free to sit if you like to. You don't have to. You can stay standing. Wes is going to share something. Then I'm going to ask Wendy to come up here. She was supposed to share something a few weeks ago. She wasn't able to. But I sensed that the spirit wanted her to share it today. And So, again, this wasn't planned. This wasn't scheduled.
1: I had this uh, this image in my head. Um. Uh, um, this beautiful shelf and on that shelf is just a bunch of different things and there's these trophies on that shelf and they're nice and shiny and they're beautiful Um, those things were resembling things in our lives that we have just that that are worldly things that we have acquired and we've cared so much about some of these things have, uh, have been things that we're so proud of because we've achieved them But the thing is, those things have no eternal value. And there's there's three other things on that shelf that I was seeing was that there was a Bible. Um, There was this dove and then there was this uh, this candle that um, used to be on fire. And because it went out, because there was so much dust on it that we couldn't even see the Bible anymore. It wasn't even visible. And we couldn't even see the dove anymore because it couldn't even breathe because of the dust that was on it. And the fire completely went out because of so much dust on it, but we have spent so much time polishing all those other trophies that we have acquired in this, this, this world, and, and uh, the same thing that God placed on my heart is the same thing that JoLynn said, that, that, that this altar is not just for looks. You know, we didn't spend so, many, so much time making this look so beautiful. Um, no, but we wanted to see uh, knees imprinted in, in this carpet because of the time spent on this altar. So I don't know what you've done in your life, but I know that we've cared so much about the things in this world that we've acquired. But there's this altar here that is supposed to be, uh, we're supposed to let these things down. And I'm telling you, we gotta wipe the dust off our Bibles. We gotta wipe the dust off the the dove. And that the fire that, that we've poured so much things on needs to just be lit. And the things in this world, the trophies that we have had, that we have acquired, that, that have been so we've cared so much about are to be taken and thrown down on this altar. And it's amazing that we have cared so much for, for the gold of this world. That imagine if we got to heaven and, and, and we talked to someone, they said, man, we use this to walk on. These gold plates we use to walk on, we don't even care about them, it's our cement. And I'm here to tell you is just lay down all the things on your, all that on, on the things in, 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 in this world that you have allowed to, to interrupt what God is doing. See, we've seen flashes of lightning. But we've read in Scripture and said, man, God, why can't we get this? Why can't we have this? We've seen just, just movements of God, but why is it not in fullness? It's because we've allowed so much distraction in this world to interrupt what the fullness of God is doing. And I'm telling you now, man, we gotta lay this stuff down at the altar. This altar is here not just for looks, but lay it down. Lay down all the trophies, all the things that you've cared so much about, that you've worked so hard for. is here to be let down. And I'm just encouraging you today, and I don't know what God is doing, but he's doing something amazing. And he's interrupting what we usually have planned. And I'm spitting like crazy. Um, But I just ask you, If we have this time after Wendy speaks, let's hit this altar. Let's lay it all down, all the trophies, all the things you've worked so hard for. Lay it down so God can do something amazing with this church. Every single one of us. Hallelujah.
2: God bless everyone. Um, This is not just an altar like he said. This is also a place of restoration. Um, uh, That Sunday, that um, June 2nd, I remember, because I was serving in hospitality, I wasn't expecting anything that day, I was just, you know, doing my normal, um, you know, serving, and I was done with serving, and I was on my way to my pew, and, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit just, you know, just drag me, (laughs) like, just gently nudged me to to the altar and I'm like okay what's going on and you know I didn't question it I just you know obeyed and I just came to the altar and they were uh, worshiping the song they were singing um, no longer a slave to fear and I just sat here and I felt like I was weak on the knees so I just sat here and I just held myself because I felt like I was just gonna fall and I just closed my eyes and I started singing the lyric, um, I'm no longer a slave to fear, because I am a child of God. And I didn't know why. I was just, and I closed my eyes and I literally felt like I was transported from the altar to a place that was familiar to me, but it was not a good place in my life. Um, You know, we're like an onion. You know, there's things that, you know, we hold on to, even though, like, the Lord, you know, takes care of things in our lives. But, you know, he takes care of things, you know, a little bit at a time, you know, because we can only, you know, take that, you know. But that day at the altar, I'm like, he's transported me. The Holy Spirit transported me to a time in my life from when I was a child. And I saw every single thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, I was looking at it. I was there like I was experiencing it through somebody else. I saw that it was me and every single atrocious thing that was ever done to me as a child. You know, through my teen years, you know, from, you know, molestations, from me uh, participating, you know, using drugs and, you know, handing it to me. And, you know, it was, you know, but the the, the different thing about this day was that, you know the other times that I was remembering these things you know it was hurt and anguish and you know fear and anger and resentment and you know just a lot of pain but that day at the altar I wasn't feeling any of those things but as I'm standing there and I'm seeing all these things the Lord has his hand on my shoulders and I was feeling nothing but peace and comfort and the words forgiveness, that's all I was hearing, forgiveness, that I should no longer feel shame, you know, that I should forgive myself for things that happened as a child because they weren't no fault of mine, you know, that I should no longer be carrying these things, that, you know, that I'm free from these things. So, you know, it was just a release that day. And after that experience, you know, I just, there's been shifting in my life. And Holy Spirit has been restoring, you know, my children back to me. He's just been healing my family. And I just praise Him because it started happening ever since that day you know he's been restoring my relationship with my mother which it was a lot of you know that's where a lot of you know the anger and the resentment stemmed from you know we're supposed to honor our parents and it was very difficult for me to do that but you know I'm falling in love with my mom again you know so you know just be encouraged that you know there is healing at this altar you know there is restoration at this altar, and I praise God for that.
0: You may be seated for two minutes. This is what happens when we're filled with the Spirit. Because really, to be filled is... is um, Whatever fills us really manifests in our conduct, our actions, the decisions that we make, even in regards to others. Lo que nos llena nosotros determina... ¿Tú estás traduciendo? Amen, okay. So what fills us determines our conduct. Whatever comes out of us is based on what has filled us. And so sometimes... Though we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in us, we hinder his operation in us. We put up blockades. How do we put them? Because we hold on to what Wendy was just sharing. You know, the enemy uses those experiences. And though we've been set free, though we've been forgiven, but the enemy brings those experiences. And if we allow those experiences to settle in, then what they do is they build up a wall that causes the holy spirit not to do what he wants to do and so what happens is when we're filled with the spirit then those feelings no longer have room in us whether it be bitterness unforgiveness perpetual pain and hurt the feeling of being victimized that no longer controls us when we begin to experience the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because when we experience the infilling of the Holy Spirit, then that triggers in us the fruits of the Spirit, which Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 speak of, which is love, long-suffering, kindness, joy, peace. And so this is why it's important, folks, that we do not settle for a Christian life of mediocrity. This is why it's important that we do not settle just to go through the motions, but we need to stir up that power, that person that is inside of us. How do we stir it up when we say, Holy Spirit, come fill me? How do I say, Holy Spirit, come fill me? When I get into the Word of God, when I get into the presence of God, when I discipline myself to spend time praying and seeking the will of God, when I... Go into my prayer closet. You see, I sense that there's people in this room that they only go into their prayer closet and pray when there's a crisis. And that is a sign that you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you on a daily basis. God wants to fill you every day. God wants you to be in his presence. He yearns for you. The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and he... And then it says, if anybody hears the and decides to open the door then I will come in and I'm not coming in just for a little visitation. No, I'm coming in and I'm setting down a table and I'm going to have a feast. I'm going to have a banquet. I'm going to eat with him. He's going to eat with me. This is, the, this is the Christian life that God wants us to experience on a daily basis. We have Christianity today is represented by a bunch of people who are, again, controlled by bitterness, by fear, by unforgiveness by hostility we got Christians that profess to be Christians and yet they're they're hostile you can see there's no joy for the things of God now they are happy for the things of the world you invite them to a park you invite them to a game and they're all in but when it comes to the things of God there's no joy there's no drive there's no desire now that is shifted that changes when we I want more of you God and and Lord I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop crying out to you and I'm not gonna start stop calling out to you I'm not gonna stop knocking on your door just like you're knocking now I wanna open the door I want more of you when we make that shift then that sadness that hostility that stress That lack of peace and all of that, you know that all of that affects our bodies. It has an impact on our bodies. It affects us physically. All of that releases us. And now we're filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now what submerges us and what overwhelms us is peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what God wants us to live and experience. Now, I share with the young people this Friday, we started four weeks with the young people. I don't know about them, but I had an amazing time. I had a great time. I haven't spoken to all of them. I did hear from some parents, and they said that their kids got home and it was like not the same person that left the house. Because we're dealing with them and we're talking to them about the necessity for the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit so we had a great time and I finished talking with them mentioning them three points and I just want to end today with that how is it what are the things what are the conditions that you need to understand that will hinder you from experiencing the the filling of the Holy Spirit number one the Bible says Do not grieve the spirit with whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the spirit. Now, grieving is making the spirit feel rejected, making him feel sad, making him feel ignored, making him feel like, I just got you there in the corner for when I need you, but when I don't need you, just stay in your corner. That's what grieving the Holy Spirit is. So, conditions for you to be filled with the Spirit. You have to make a decision not to any longer grieve the Holy Spirit. What is What causes you to grieve the Holy Spirit? When you're doing the things that you know God hates. And it's not that you had a slip up and you had a fall, but you've made it a habit. You've made it a practice to continue to practice sinful behavior. And instead of spirituality and the things of God becoming a discipline in your life now your life is controlled by these unspiritual carnal behaviors and so whenever you do whatever God hates you continue to practice what you do is you grieve the Holy Spirit and so you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit stop doing the things that grieve them and the first way that you stop doing the things that grieve the Holy Spirit is acknowledge what are those things and confess them to God and say God I am tired of living this life this roller coaster life where I feel you one day and the next day I don't where I'm all sold out for you one day and the next day I'm not I'm tired of living this life where I blend in so well with the world rather than stand out amongst the world so do not grieve the Holy Spirit stop stop doing the things that you know god hates god doesn't hate sinners but he hates sin he hates sin it's not that he doesn't like it he hates it he hates it he loves you he just hates what's in control of you and what's in control of you sin is what grieves and keeps the holy spirit in a corner it does not allow him to do what he wants to do which is to fill you to anoint you to empower you so that you can go and set the world on fire number two Paul says do not quench there's a difference between grieving and quenching how do we quench the Holy Spirit the opposite when we don't do the things that God wants us to do so my question to you today is when was the last time that you made it a discipline to pray? You don't have to. I don't want to see no hands. No. You don't have to answer me. That's, that's a question. You, when was the last time that you established a discipline of getting into the word of God? And, and, and staying long enough that, that you broke through that, that, that lie of the devil that m- makes you feel like Zoe is boring. And you're saying, no, I'm going to get into the word of God. Even if I fall, even if my head drops on the word. I'm going to read it even if I don't understand it because I believe that is the Word of God. I believe that in it is life. I believe that salvation is in the Word of God and so I'm going to get into the Word of God even if I don't understand it, even if I fall asleep reading it but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fill myself with the Word of God. And number three, stop forsaking congregating. Do not allow yourself to be deceived by the spirit of this world and the spirit of this end time, which is a spirit of apostasy, of falling away. Every time that the people of God get together, you should say, there's nothing more important today. There's not a job. There's not studies. Evelyn testified about this the other day. There's not, there's not the the physical weariness of my, there's nothing that can keep me today or tonight from getting into the house of God and enjoying the fellowship of the brethren. Because when we come together, not only does God show up, but the Bible says that we build up one another. So those are the things we got to do. And when we don't do them, we quench the spirit. We put out the fire. And if we're able to, to manage those two, then we'll learn what it is to walk in the spirit and not satisfy the desires of the flesh, but to walk in victory. i tell you one thing. I struggled for many years with sin, being in the church. I struggled for many years with immorality, many years. And I was a closet. It wasn't that I was out there living the crazy life, but I was a closet attic and it was not until and yet I had the Holy Spirit the Lord saved me when I was six years old he filled me that moment I got the Holy Spirit but even from the age of six that I can remember to the age of eleven I struggled and that's crazy you don't think that a kid let me tell you something you better start praying over your children. I don't care how young they are. Because if in my days, at the age of six, I was already aware of certain struggles that were in me and I was already being drawn to certain things that I knew were not of God at six years old. I can't imagine what, what kids are exposed to in this day and age. When everything is at the at the grasp of your hands and of your fingers, you don't have to, everything is right there for you. If we don't pray for our children, if we don't get our children... To understand that they need Jesus. That they need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, it's gonna—it's a sad situation that awaits this generation. So we need this. It's not only for us folks, it's for our kids. And I struggled for a very long time. But at the age of, the, of 11 years old, we were in our church. We started a service at 6 p.m. in the evening. Sunday night service. Now I come from the Spanish Pentecostal church we knew when we were going in we just didn't know when we were getting out and I must confess to you not all the times it was the power of the Holy Spirit that was there it was just us trying to you know if my pastor didn't preach a sermon he had to get up after the preacher that was invited and preach a sermon because he just had to do it so not all the times were we there because God was moving but I remember that Sunday, 6 p.m., Tom, 6 p.m., the Spirit of the Lord fell upon that service. You saw these kids that were up, up here? They were all filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not all of them spoke in tongues. Some of them just dropped to the floor. Some of them were weeping uncontrollably. Some of them were weeping uncontrollably. some of them began to confess their sins and open up and parents were with their jaws dropped because they couldn't believe their little kids were doing these kind of things the spirit of God fell upon a group of about 50 of us young people when we opened up our eyes it was like 1 o'clock in the morning and we were all there and some people were laying out for hours some people were speaking in tongues for the first time Some people were just having encounters with God. They were seeing visions and they were getting revelations similar to what Wendy saw and what Wes is seeing. and those of you that are seeing things happening and hearing things that God is revealing. And so they began to experience this for the first time. 11 years old. Let me tell you something. Since that day, all the things that had control of me, they left me. But they came back. When I stopped, when I became careless in receiving that infilling of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. This is not a one time deal, folks. It's something you need every day. And so I know when I'm struggling. When I'm struggling is when I'm not, when I'm quenching the Holy Spirit by not doing the things that God wants me to do. Not because He wants to put me in a certain, no, because He knows that they're beneficial for me. He wants them for my own well being. So from the age of 11, I experienced the filling of the Holy Spirit. That that had control of me left me. I had faults after that. But I'll tell you one thing. I've learned the importance of being in the presence of God on a daily basis. Of encountering God daily is the only way we can overcome. Is the only way that the Spirit of God can overcome this raging war that is in us between the flesh and the Spirit when we surrender, when we yield completely to the Holy Spirit, when we obey. And I'm going to tell you one thing, folks. When Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't an option. Now, what happens if you get drunk with wine or with beer or with alcohol? You enter into a sin of rebellion, of disobedience because the apostle Paul under the anointing of the Holy Spirit said you should not get drunk with wine you don't get drunk he didn't say you should do not it was a command now what happens if I don't get drunk with wine but I don't get filled with the Holy Spirit what happens? act of disobedience because he said do not get drunk with wine but be filled he didn't say he didn't say well you should try he didn't say well you know Try it out. See if you like it. No, no. He says, do not get drunk. Sin if you do. But be filled. Sin if you don't. Think of it that way. And I'm telling you, if you think of it that way, every day, you're going to say, Holy Spirit, I need to be filled. Fill me again. Fill me again. And you're going to see how the desires of your flesh are going to diminish. Yet we choose to ignore the promptings of your spirit. The crying of the Holy Ghost within us, crying, please don't do it, please don't go, please don't take that. Many times we have ignored that, and for grieving you, we feel grieved this 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 afternoon. Our spirit is saddened because it is not our desire to grieve you, because it's not your desire for us to live a life that is saddened, that is sorrowful, that is always feeling guilt it is your desire that we live in freedom the freedom of joy the freedom of of peace the freedom of of gladness the freedom of salvation and so we pray this morning forgive us for the times that we grieve you holy spirit so the first thing we do is we confess our sins and we say we release them right now in the name of jesus and we say holy spirit come and take control of our lives Forgive us for the times that we have quenched your spirit by not doing the things that we should be doing. The times that we've that you've woken us up and we felt a desire to pray, but we didn't follow through. The times that we realized that we have gone weeks without reading the word, without feeding our spirit with the word of God. The times that we have exempted ourselves from fellowship and felt absolutely nothing, no remorse, no, no need for it. Forgive us because right now, under the anointing of your spirit, we realize that we quench your spirit. By not doing the things that we're supposed to do. And so, as we come to you, we say, Fresh breath of God. Breathe in us again. Bring life to our spirit. Bring life to our soul. Saturate us to the place of no return. Saturate us to the place of no return saturate us and baptize us and immerse us so much in you that we would have no more desire to grieve you to quench you but that our only desire the only thing that we will wake up for is to walk in the spirit and be a light in the world and so father right now in the name of jesus spirit of the living god fall fresh on me Would you repeat that with me? Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Make it a hard cry. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. The ground is fertile. I've opened up the door. I've removed the dam through my confession. I've removed oh god all oh the walls of separation through my i'm saying holy spirit just fall fresh on me take control take over my life that from this day forth oh god i will walk in the spirit and manifest the fruit of the spirit and that others that without any effort of minds others would see the difference in my life and they would come and inquire of me and that when they come and inquire I will be ready to give them a response it is the spirit of God that has taken control of my life I'm no longer alive to myself but now I live in Christ I declare that over this church and over everyone who has stood up Father and I continue to bind that spirit of resistance that still is sprinkled in this room and in many in this house I bind that spirit of resistance, that spirit of rebellion, that spirit of stubbornness, that spirit of religiosity. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, just get a hold of every one of us. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.